Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Really Cool People. Stay tuned for our conversation with Justin Bowen about his spirited and unconventional approach to life and his travel business, Illuminate. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Alrighty, hey, thank you for coming with us, Justin. Before we talk about um, Illuminate and some of the things that you're doing, we'd love to hear just a little bit about who you are. All right, well, thanks for having me. It's always fun to hop on these, so thank you guys for having me. Uh, so I don't, that question's loaded always. About What do you want to know about me? That's always, that's always like, oh, well, uh, uh, depends on who you ask. If you ask my wife or if you ask, you know, my kids. But um, basically... I, uh, I've kind of been always beaten to my own drum. That's kind of my thing. And since I was a kid, I've always kind of beaten my own drum. Never was the norm. Never, never conformed. Uh, I always kind of want to do my own thing and, uh, wasn't the, the brightest student. I wasn't stupid, but I never really applied myself. Uh, and so, yeah, I, uh, graduated barely graduated from high school and uh, went on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to Alaska and that kind of opened my my world. I realized that there was so much out there and it was amazing and incredible and wonderful and so after my mission I, I just wanted to travel. I mean well since I was a kid when you asked me what do you want to be when you grow up you know that question you hear that question most people, you know, kids that are smart say, I want to be a doctor, or an astronaut, or whatever. Well, my goal, my life dream, and I think I stole it from my brother or something. I don't know where it actually came from, but was to be a sheep herder in New Zealand. That's what I wanted <laughs> to be when I grew up. So it was like, okay, so I, I went on my two-year mission, and I got home, and all I wanted to do was go to New Zealand. So I got engaged, and I went to New Zealand. And I hit and I sheep herded and I hitchhiked the whole country and it was incredible and amazing. And my fiance at the time had no idea where I was because at that time we didn't have cell phones and I had a calling card and I'd call her once a week. And uh, but anyway, those two experiences, New Zealand and Alaska, like really blew my mind. And when I came back from those places, I had I wanted I was so excited and I was like, you guys, this is amazing. And then I had a point and shoot crappy camera and I'd show them photos and it was like, wah, wah. you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it did not come across as amazing. And so, but, but I couldn't believe that everybody, I mean, when I was young, I didn't travel. We went to like St. George and Boise, Idaho for my vacations, you know? And so now that I saw the world a little bit and I was like, why is not everyone doing this? This is incredible. And so I got married and my wife was pretty much done with school. She had her bachelor's degree. I hadn't even started. Because like I said, I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. So I knew I wanted to travel. How do I travel? How do I get paid to travel? I picked up an old uh, film camera and I started shooting. And I realized, oh, I like this. I'm pretty good at it. That's going to get me to travel. So I went to photography, long story short, and uh, traveled. And since then really have tried to travel as much as I possibly can. And along the way, you know, my wife and I, she did marry me, which is crazy because the first <laughs> time I hung out with her when I was 14, I told her I was going to be a sheeper in New Zealand. And she still married me seven years later. <laughs> and 18 years later, we're still married. We have four pretty rad kids. And uh, 
just still trying to travel. I mean, I haven't really grown up a whole lot since then. Um, a little better, um, but still have that passion for travel. For sure. No, if I were to think of a definition of black sheep, the first thing that would come to my mind would probably be Justin Bowen, to be completely <laughs> honest. I guess I'll take that as a compliment. I will. It I is know. a compliment. Yeah. No, we love it. You stand out. Nobody else is Justin Bowen. Nobody else can try to be Justin yeah. Bowen. Well, that's and good. we, I, I don't know, I just always admired you for that because I mean as, as long as I've known you which hasn't been super long but it's been a, it's been a decent chunk of my life um, you've opened a snow cone shack you've started Illuminate and you always have the pop collar and it's it's just <laughs> it's a trademark just yeah, going, so it is, it is. We, yeah. we love it and uh, yeah we just think you're a really cool guy so that, that's why we wanted you to come here oh, be part of really you. cool people of course but um, so tell everybody who doesn't know about Illuminate, let, let's hear just a little bit about what that is and where that started. Yeah, so Illuminate is uh, our travel company, my wife and I, and she, I'm like, come, and she's like, everyone knows that you're like the face, and I'm actually the one that makes it all run, but <laughs> so she's the one in the background that's, that makes it all run, but um, basically, uh, again, I wanted to travel, and photography led me to that, and I... I um, shot a lot and I traveled a lot and I was working with National Geographic uh, leading their photo expeditions. They have a student program and it was so amazing to be able to now instead of just bringing photos back and being like look at this and sharing it that way I was able to share experiences with these kids at the actual place. So New Zealand, I went back to New Zealand with, with a group of teenagers and I went to Alaska with a group of teenagers and I went to Switzerland. You know, I got to go to these places and actually be next to them while we're experiencing these amazing things. And I realized like, that's what I've been wanting to do. It, it was kind of a weird way to get there, but that's what I wanted to do was share experiences. Uh, I had these experiences at, in these places and I wanted everyone to be able to. Well, I shouldn't say everyone. I really catered towards the teenage mm -hmm. <laughs> demographic. I, I clicked with them. I, I enjoyed being around them. You know, their life is still bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and they haven't been jaded yet. And, uh, and I enjoyed that. And so during these um, National Geographic student expeditions, uh, I had that with the teenagers and I was teaching photography and, and leading these workshops and uh, I realized like I want to provide these opportunities for um, for teenagers of my faith of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I want kids to have these experiences and so my wife actually went on a, a church history tour when she graduated high school and I was again too cool for school or whatever and didn't go and I always kind of wish I would have but I was like there's nothing like that. We had just moved to the Heber Valley uh, in Utah, and there was nothing like that. And so I said, I'm gonna, we're going to start this. And we called it Illuminate, and everyone's like, Illuminati, ha, ha, ha. You know? <laughs> but it's not Illuminati. It's Illuminate, and it's about spreading and sharing light. Uh, and so we set out to do a church history trip, which for those of you that, that don't really understand or know what that is, Basically, our church has a lot of history throughout the United States. We would go to one place, get kicked out, move, go to another place, get kicked out, move, and eventually ended up in Utah, which was not part of the United States at the time. But we have a lot of history. And we learn about that history our whole lives growing up in this church. But do we really know what happened? And so I wanted to be able to take 
youth, teenagers, to these places and experience these things and along the way have a lot of fun. So hit Chicago, D.C., Philly, New York, Boston, Major League Baseball game, Broadway play. And so we started it. And the first year, uh, when you were my neighbor, Wyatt, we had our goal was six kids. Let's get six kids. I just want to make it happen. And we got seven that year. And so we just went with seven. And it was kind of crazy. We just got in a van, threw our luggage in, and we hit the road. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, drove what was it 2800 miles and you know 20 plus states in 17 days and it was amazing it was literally it was like the jackpot of like i got to i still got to bring my camera so i got a photograph i got to have these experiences personally and then i got to share these experiences with these awesome kids and so the next year um which was i think you were year two yeah you were year two so um, we had 12 kids, so we almost doubled that first year. It was like, all right, we're doing this. And then since then, we've just been growing, and it's been pretty amazing to have these experiences. It's been, we've, ex- we've expanded and, and do international trips now, and, and it's just really, really awesome to be able to do that. That's amazing. Um, so you have that church history tour. Mm-hmm. Do you still do that one? Yes, that's okay. our baby. Yes, the yeah. original. Yeah. Um, what other places do you guys go? So every year it's kind of amazing because we decide where we want to go that year. Oh, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've like I've been blessed enough to travel quite a bit, and I've I think I've hit forty plus countries now. And this summer I hit all fifty states, and and so we kind of just get to pick, and so. Uh, we have a couple staples. Um, Italy and Greece is our is kind of one of our staple international trips, and that was our first international trip. So after the church history trips, the kids were like, "I want to go again. I loved it, you know." And we're like, "No, let's do something else. What if we did an international trip?" And they're like, "Yeah, I'd go." I'm like, "Okay." So we we planned an international trip with the hopes that we'd get enough kids. And that first year, we we had 17 kids come, and so we're like. I guess this is going to work. This is amazing. And so Italy, Greece, um, we rent a yacht, our own sailboat, and we sell the Greek Isles to a different isle every day. Each trip we try to make something that's like you probably won't do otherwise. And the international trips aren't so much spirit, like religious-based, but they're still spiritual, and we still talk about light and sharing our light and spreading our light um, because we feel like everybody has something to give. And... and we stand out as we travel and so it's really cool so that one we do uh uh, france and switzerland where we go to paris and we go to the swiss alps and we i mean hike to these huts and like i could i could talk about it forever because i like get excited about it really fast um this next year we're going to we're doing an africa safari well well let's cross our fingers it's you know we got a few months but africa safari we got france and switzerland we got spain no spain and morocco is not this year Italy and Greece and Peru. So, yeah, so there's a few of them, but they're all just, we just try to make them at least one or two things that are just like, blow your mind, you'll probably never do again. Mm -hmm. I mean, Africa, we're going to go hike into the jungle and find gorillas. Like, that's amazing, (laughs) right? Can we sign up for this? Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're pretty awesome. So every year we try to mix it up a little bit, but we we find Mm -hmm. the ones that work and the ones that are popular and keep coming back to that Mm -hmm. too. That's awesome. So were you and Lindsay both all in from the beginning, or did one of you take more convincing than the other? Well, 
like I say, Lindsay and I have known each other. I was 14, she was 15. We dated our whole, you know, sophomore year, and then we were really good friends. She knows me, and in fact, she just wrote the sweetest little thing on Instagram about me, and I was like, oh. But um, <laughs> she, she thought that she was going to marry this box, this guy who, you know, went to the same job every day and made the same amount of money every day, and that's a great life, mm-hmm. you know. But then she married me, and... She realized that, you know, that white picket fence she always wanted, that that I, I can't be caged in by that. <laughs> I, I got to be out there. So she knows. But because of her, we've been able to do all this. You know, I was a freelance photographer for years, and that's a roller coaster. And, you know, Illuminate took a few years to get off the ground. And so she's like, all right. I'm going to go get a job. <laughs> and so she, she went and she's a, she graduated in education and she got a job teaching. And so she taught for five or six years while we were figuring all this out. Uh, and she comes, she tries to come at least half on all the trips, but I'm almost on every single trip the whole time. So it's, it's definitely both of us because she keeps things organized. Like I mentioned in the background, she's figuring things out, uh, but, but I can go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can drive. You know, this last summer I drove 8,000 miles. I can go, 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 go. And, and that and you need that when you're with teenagers. You need someone who can go. You need and high so, energy. <laughs> yeah. And I got that. I got a lot of that. So, so it's definitely both, though. I mean, one without the other, it wouldn't function. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of just a side question. Are only members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints allowed on your trips? or do you No, it's it? open. Okay. Um, it's kind of like you know, BYU situation where you have to agree to follow certain stu- guidelines, yeah. okay. um, but they're nothing huge. It's, you know, boys don't go in girls' rooms, girls don't go in boys' rooms. You know, we're not going to be doing stupid stuff. Right. It's basically don't be dumb. That's like my rule, you know, but... Um, don't be a teenager. Yeah, yeah well, we have a lot of fun. So, yeah. but yeah, no, it's open. It's just um, they have to agree to follow some rules. Okay. But, but we've had um, members of the church and, and a few non-members as well. Okay, mm-hmm. very cool. That's good. I think that you're living almost everybody's dream just <laughs> with the traveling and all of those things because I think that a lot of people really wish that they could figure out how to make this work, but I think a lot of people lack the the vision or the, I guess, more so the the ability to just take it to a leap of faith. Um, it sounds like you've been very successful and you've seen a lot of growth, and I've been able to watch that through your social medias and things like that. Uh, what is it that gives you that ability that you're just, you get that idea and you're like, you know what, why not? Let's just try it. I mean, if you throw enough darts, you're bound to hit bullseye eventually, right? <laughs> like that was kind of like, I like you mentioned at first, I started the Shave Ice stand and why it actually worked there for a little bit. Uh, I've started multiple businesses before Illuminate and since Illuminate. I mean, we just started an e-bike company. Uh, it's just... I read somewhere, it's like, it's not the one who knows the most, it's the one who, who's able to last the longest and just keep going. Uh, I mean, that first year, like I said, we had seven kids and we just went. So, I mean, I didn't make a dime. The first couple of years, I didn't make any money doing these trips. Uh, but we felt strong about it and just kept going. Uh, and like I say, I have a hard time being boxed up and like <laughs> if I had to go to a same job at the same time every day I would literally go crazy and so I don't know it's just 
we've been blessed and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, but really it's, it's, we've, you know, and, and on social media, right? You see all the good, but you don't always see all the bad and all the hard. And a lot of the times I think it might be because how, how I come across as kind of goofy and silly and, you know, like, they don't realize what's going on back here. There's a lot going on back there. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone wants to actually know what's going on back there, but there's a lot. And it and running these trips is a lot of work. I mean, it's it's not just like we're going on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so much fun and it's so worth it. And we just love it that it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of work. It, it didn't... And, and my poor wife... It was, was what I didn't mention that when I said I wanted to be sheep herder in New Zealand. She said, "Your poor wife." When she was fifteen, <laughs> no. and she's been my poor wife for eighteen years, and so <laughs> we've been out through some ups and some downs, but we've stuck with it and and made it work. And that's what we wanted to do, and we felt really strong about it. So, I think it would take a strong will and drive to keep that going because it's. Like you said, it's a lot of work. I can only, I mean, I've heard my mom talk about how hard it is to raise teenagers. I can't imagine <laughs> taking kids all over the world and being responsible and having that on your shoulders, but yeah. you just make it work. I yeah, love it. It's fun. I really enjoy it. Yeah. So time. what would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned from these trips and from building and starting Illuminate? Oh, wow. Uh, good question. So first of all, just how awesome, like, the youth is like teenagers are so cool and (laughs) I'm so grateful that they let me into their lives and I get to be a part of of their lives for a little bit I mean, we build relationships with these kids and I you know I call them kids and I still feel like a kid but we build these relationships and we want them to go on so five six years later you can call me up and we can be on a podcast together (laughs) or you know if you need something you can come over and I mean, our door is revolving. We have teenagers at our house all the time, and I have a 16-year-old of my own now, and he just thinks it's so weird because we have all these kids coming over, and he's got no chance, right? If he does anything, we hear about it before he's even <laughs> home. But I just love the relationships we've built with these kids and, and the trust that they have and their parents have put in us. Uh, we take it seriously, and we feel really strong about it, and it's just made it such a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my question is, do you have any problems with that youth? I mean, you talk about that being the best thing. Is that a hard thing to work with considering like obedience to some of the things that you talk about? I, don't I mean, I don't know if it's the culture we set or, uh, or what it is, but you know, the difference between the National Geographic trips I've ran and the trips on Illuminate is just different. I don't I mean, I, you know, the biggest thing we have to worry about is you know, occasionally sneaking out, you know, someone being stupid on a bike, Wyatt crashed on a bike once when I told him not to, you know, like things like that. But like, we really haven't had these huge, big drama. I think it's because we handle whatever we need to handle and we go so hard and so fast that there's no time for it. Like, you're so tired, you're so done and, and we'll address it. I mean, you know, I, I can't remember if it was you, Wyatt, or who it was, but it's like, you won't get mad. You won't. <laughs> but, like, I will, and I have. And But the nice thing is I haven't had to really that mm-hmm. much because I don't know if it's respect or if it's just the culture, but whatever mm-hmm. it is, 
it's pretty rad and it's pretty awesome because we don't have to deal with the drama right. a lot. Yeah. So. Well, I ask that because um, you are super personable and obviously you have all the kids coming over to your house. You build good relationships. And as great of a strength as that is, I could also see it being a potential thing where they start to not respect you, right? And it sounds like you don't have that issue very much. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know where it, where it comes from or what the magic sauce is, but it, it, I mean, yeah, there's kids that are just kind of punks. I mean, I was one of those kids. I get it. Uh, and maybe that's why I can relate or I don't know. But, uh, you know, we expect, we have expectations, we have rules, mm -hmm. but if you just aren't dumb, don't be dumb. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. follow that one rule and we're good. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, we really, really can have amazing experiences. And I think these kids just know that if, if they do what they're supposed to do and we're going to, it's going to be amazing. And yeah. if they don't, then, you know, I mean, we haven't sent one kid home in right. eight years. Yeah. So, I mean, it hasn't been a problem. It's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. No, the youth really are amazing. And, um, I say that as a youth pretty much, but you know, <laughs> I have seen some of the most, um, just inspiring, good light. Like you talk about coming from youth. Um, oh, yeah. It always amazes me to see some of the things that happen in in that yeah. sphere. Well, I just really appreciate what you guys have done. Um, I never actually went on any of your trips, but I think you really have established a culture um, at the high school. We I heard about you guys all the time. That everybody would talk about your trips and everything. I just think that you guys are doing something really, really amazing. Oh, um, I think it totally is changing people's lives. And Wyatt still talks about his experiences from... What was it? Six years ago? Is yeah, that it's what it was? Be six. You know, yeah, six or seven. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, when you started out, what was your main goal? You've talked about having a goal of starting with six people mm -hmm. and some, some other side goals. What was the main goal when you started? So, and this is where I'll get a little, you know, spiritual or religiousy. Uh, but basically, I feel like in our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there's, the more time goes by, the more divisive Joseph Smith becomes. And he was told he'll be known for good and evil. He was told that the first time an angel appeared to him. He was told that. So it's no surprise, but it's happening. And a lot of people's issues with our church is with Joseph Smith. And so the goal of this was to gain a testimony, not of Joseph Smith, but of the restoration through the prophet Joseph Smith, that the church of Jesus Christ has been restored to the earth. That was the goal. To, to, to have teenagers have those experiences for themselves so that then they can go on into the world and have that foundation. And you don't have to go on a trip to get that, right? Like you can do that without a trip uh, across the country. But for me, being visual, being a photographer, having that background, being able to be in those places that we've talked about our whole lives and we've heard about for, you know, four years of seminary and, and all this time in church, you know, if we could go there and be there and it becomes real, it's a much better chance you're going to stay with that. So that was the goal originally. It wasn't really about traveling internationally. The goal originally was a church history trip and then, a you know, a Jesus church history trip, go to Israel mm -hmm. uh, and do that trip. We haven't even got there yet. 
things twist and turn and you, you make, you know, things happen. Um, we're still working on that. We were supposed to go to Israel uh, this fall to scout it because we always get to scout. It's, that's the best part is Lindsay and I get to go on the trip before the kids come to make sure it runs all smooth. But that was the goal originally was to do a church history trip in the United States and then, and then an offer an Israel trip. And so um, we're getting there and we've expanded and we've, we've kind of manipulated it and, and got to where we wanted to be or almost to where we wanted to be. But, but yeah, that, that was the goal originally. So as you've been expanding and creating different trips, um, did you ever see it becoming as big as it has become? Was that ever a vision that you caught? Before? I mean, so Lindsay calls it the worst business plan in the world <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to grow because then I lose the relationships. Uh -huh. If I'm just this guy running, like making sure, and I have hundreds of kids all over the world, mm -hmm. then I lose that connection. And I don't want that. I love being a part of it. I, I, I mean, maybe it's FOMO or I just, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I love it. And the connections that are built are special. And so Lindsay always makes fun of me. She's like, uh, how, like, we got to grow. That's the goal of a business is to grow. <laughs> and so, you know, other, other trips that, that do, other companies that do these church history trips get big buses and have 80 kids on one trip. And I think we could honestly... Well, this year we filled up in a month for our two church history trips, two vans each way. So that's 25 kids, 50 kids. And we could do more. We could do a bus. But I just have the hardest time. Losing the person. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. lose that connection. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, the goal was to grow. The goal was to give as many kids this opportunity as possible. And I'm, I mean, on a normal summer, nothing's normal in 2020, but... A normal summer, I'm gone from the first Tuesday in June to the day before school starts. Uh, and I'm home maybe two or three days. I mean, it's, it's boom, 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 trip, 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 which I love. Uh, but that was, but seeing the international stuff come, that was kind of like we weren't expecting that. We weren't, yeah. that wasn't our business plan at, at the start. Uh, and that was just part of being flexible and being adaptable and moving mm -hmm. with what we have and, and so it, it's different than I thought it was, thought it would be, but it's better and it's incredible. Yeah. And I love it, uh, you know, when we can actually go right, on, exactly. <laughs> on the full trips. So do you do a scout trip before all of your locations? Or? Most of the international trips we do. Mm -hmm. um, if I haven't been there, like if I haven't been, we'll try to do a scouting trip. And so mm -hmm. Lindsay and I will go usually the year before or the fall before. Uh, and kind of plan the trip. Do a, we just call it a scouting trip, you know, and and just figure it out, make sure it all functions and the schedule's good. And but that's yeah, that's kind of awesome too. Because yeah. we, like I say, we we're supposed to go to Israel. We didn't get to go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. One day. Yeah. Right? So, but yeah, the, the, the scouting trips are a blast too. Well, I asked that question because I remember on our trip to. Um, well, we, I just did the church history one in America, and you took us to some really unique places. You took us to the general places. We went to the Bean in Chicago. Yeah. We went to, to some, some big um, landmarks um, across America. But there were a few times that you stopped us in places that we were like, where in the world did he find this? Like one, for example, just as a, a quick story, um, I don't remember which city we were in, to be honest, and you'll probably be able to remind me, but we were going to a store 
and we, we were walking in. You took us to this. It looked like, at first glance, we were walking into some convenience store, just a bunch of people sitting around, like, beating a drum. They're sitting with their speakers. They're all blasting, and we're like, what are we doing here? Are we buying, like... It looked like literally like we were going to buy a couple snacks or something. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, Justin says some secret words or something. I don't know exactly what happened. And all of a sudden, this vending machine or something. I don't know. It was like some trap door opens up, and all of a sudden, it's this super posh clothing store with all kinds of cool things. Where did you find that one, for example? <laughs> I can't give away my sources. <laughs> that place is amazing, though, because it looks like a dump hole convenience store, like ghetto dump hole. And then you walk in, and the Snapple machine opens up, and it's this sweet, super hipster store. Incredible. Uh, anyway, um, so I'll tell you after where it was. So I'll remind <laughs> you. I'm not giving up my sources. Um, that's what I love about travel. It's just like these, like, yes, when you're in. DC, you're going to go to the Lincoln, you know, or the Washington, whatever. You're going to do those things. I I always try to talk about being a a traveler, not a tourist, but sometimes it's fun and you're just going to be a tourist and that's okay. Uh, But I always try to add these little weird or unique things. And it's just, honestly, that one, I had just heard something and then researched it and figured it out and then figured it out. I mean, that's really <laughs> kind of what it is. It's figuring things out. And, but I love that. Like I try, you know, lunches on these trips on the, especially the church history, we do fast food just cause we're in a hurry and we got to go. But, but dinners, I try to make it, you know, if we're in Philly, we're eating Philly cheesesteaks. You know, if we're in Chicago, it's deep dish pizza. Like I try to add that part of the, the story and part of the trip mm-hmm. because it's, it, it, it's part of it. That's, I mean, you know, so that's always fun for me. And the research, I'm an over-researcher, like about everything. When we got countertops in our house, and I know more about countertops than you'll ever want to know. So if you need a countertop recommendation, I'm your guy. But like, that's what I do. I just research and over-research almost. But so we can have these really unique, cool experiences. I just want to ask maybe one more question okay. about okay. Um, Israel. Yeah. Just because, I mean, you talk about some things that you're working towards in the long run. Mm-hmm. I think of um, a travel to Jerusalem as a, a super, super big goal of mine. That would be like, that'd be heaven. If I make yeah. it to Jerusalem, like I've made it. Yeah. I'm ready to die kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's just wait a couple years for yeah. that then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wonder, because I've heard of so many different uh just dangerous, maybe sketchy things that, I mean, you kind of have to know your way around Israel and the Holy Land pretty dang well, um, from my understanding. And that might be blown out of proportion. Maybe I don't understand. I haven't done my own research. Yeah. Um, so first of all, uh, two questions. How soon do you see yourselves creating a trip like that? And then second of all, um, how do you prepare for something like that? And yeah. So that's why eight years later, we still haven't made mm-hmm. it there. Because it is, that one's different. That mm-hmm. one requires a little more work ahead of time. So we were, to answer that, I think, second question first, we were planning on doing one this next summer. Mm-hmm. If we were able to go in October, most likely we would have offered it for next summer. That didn't happen. And so that's one of the trips that I, you know, some I can manage not going before. It just depends. But mm-hmm. most I go before that one. I, I have to go before because mm-hmm. of the situation. Because of, I was going to bring in another guide who is familiar with that area to kind of be the guide on the ground. And that's what we did when we went to Morocco as well. Morocco was kind of nuts. 
And so I, I did research and found a guide who knows the country and is able to do things a little better than what I, I'm not driving a bus in Morocco. I'm not driving a van in, in Jerusalem. You know, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I'll drive in Europe. I'll do other stuff, but I'm not going to do that. So it's just researching, finding contacts that I can trust. Uh, but the Israel thing, it's going to happen. I mean, you can't say, you know, guaranteed, but, uh, I'm going to make it happen. So in the next couple of years and, and we are expanding because with youth, with teenagers, I have June, July, August, right? Mm -hmm. Again, poor, poor business plan. And so <laughs> we're, we're expanding to do some adult trips. I'm working with corporate uh, kind of incentive travel with companies and, and, and um, even families that want to travel and don't know how or don't know where to start. You know, I'm, I'm expanding the, the thing a little bit. But, um, but yeah, Israel... Israel will happen, and we'll get you there, Wyatt. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. And you know, Looking you, forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and wrap yeah. up. Now. Okay. We just kind of want to end with our trademark question. Yeah. Um, just kind of what good vibes do you have to leave with us here in the hive is what the question is. Yeah, I love that question, too. And I'm going to read something, even though, like, because my memory, I can barely remember names. I, I have, <laughs> my memory's gone. Um, I could take you across the United States without a map, but, <laughs> but I want to read this because this is, okay. this is kind of, this quote I just love so much. And I try to, you know, there's certain kids that come on the trip that, that don't recognize, I mean, do, many teenagers don't recognize their potential and don't recognize how awesome they really are. So I try to really encourage that. But this is a quote, um, and you've probably heard it, and it's a little cheesy, but sometimes... So am I. So that's okay. Uh, but this is the, this is the, what is it? The good vibes. Yeah. This is the good okay. vibes okay. that I have for Sweet. you. So our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to do, we're all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I love that quote. Uh, it does nobody favors to sell yourself short, to play small. Uh, and so that's kind of like our mission statement. You know, don't play small. You're made for something here. Uh, and, and don't be afraid to share that. Mm -hmm. yeah well we love it and we appreciate all that you're doing uh, we look forward to going to Jerusalem someday with you do it <laughs> you can bet on it um, but we appreciate you for coming and uh, you're a really cool guy and we just are super grateful to have people like you that are yeah. willing to join our podcast yeah thank you so much oh, I appreciate it it's my pleasure <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Really Cool People. If you're not following us on social media yet, you really need to. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Go follow us. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss out on any adventures from our Good Vibe Hive. We'll see you next Saturday for another edition of Really Cool People.